Live from the J.C. Newman Cigar Studios in Boston, Massachusetts, welcome to the Smokin' Tobacco Show with your hosts, Matt Tobacco and Smokin' Nicole. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Smokin' Tobacco Show. My name is Matt Tobacco from SmokinTobacco.com. I am joined once again by my very beautiful fiance, Smokin' Nicole. And tonight we want to welcome on a very special guest. We have with us Mr. Bradley Rubin of Alec Bradley. Bradley, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you, Nicole, and thank you, Matthew, for having me on your show for the first time. Absolutely. Thank you for being here with us. We uh, we got to meet you and um, kind of get to know you a little bit at PCA earlier this year, and uh, we had a great time, and I wanted to have you on the show. I'm glad we could finally do it. Um, tonight, we are smoking Alec Bradley. As the guest, I will let you start us off with what you are smoking. Uh, I'm smoking the Alec and Bradley Kintsugi, which is the third release from me and my brother alec interesting good cigar really good cigar um nicole and i are both smoking the trilogy yes Uh, i am smoking the authentic corojo and you are smoking the maduro yes that is correct Mm. (laughs) sorry i had to keep mine lit it was starting to go out i was like what are you (laughs) there we go it's good it's burning good Mm. very flavorful now, it's such an interesting cigar, too. <clears throat> the Trilogy, it's it's like a three-sided press, which is very unique. It's not something um, that – almost. I think they rounded out a little bit when they were in the bundle. Um, but, yeah, no, it's, it's a very unique cigar. I know that the cigar isn't necessarily new. It has been released before. I believe the last time it came out was 2002. Am I right? Yeah, if that not far off, maybe the latest two thousand five or six, but mm-hmm. it's been it's been gone for over a decade easily, maybe twelve to like fifteen years. So you're you're not far off. So uh, yeah, this is the the newest release, which we tried to you know replicate the blend. The tobaccos aren't the same because those tobaccos aren't available anymore. But this was you know our attempt at trying to get it as close to as possible uh, with our my father and our vice president just trying to remember what it was like and recreating it. Now, <clears throat> tell me a little bit more about the inspiration for this cigar. Um, I know that these cigars were released in a box together. Like all three were in like one box together. So was the was the original was the original release like that? Was it different? Was it was it one blend? What, what kind of t- what was the kind of the difference between the old versus the new? So. The the old versus the new. The old ones were, I think, in boxes of 20, and they were like these really cheap, almost like cardboard uh, flip boxes, and uh, but like very colorful. So like if you have the Corojo and it's green, the box was bright green, bright orange, or all red. Uh, you know, my, my dad wanted to make something that on a shelf would really stand out. So when we re-released this, the box that you're talking about was... Uh, released specifically for Smoke In, we did a Robusto sampler where you can get six of each cigar. Mm. We did 300 boxes of those. And then for the Toro size, which you guys are smoking, uh, we released these these press boxes. Ah, so it's okay. Made to look like a mold. And so when you open it, it's got the triangle up here to like give it that feel of the mold. And then this part comes out right here. And so does this back one. And then you can close it up and see the cigars through like it's a mold in the factory. Oh, oh cool. very, very cool. Very, very cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it's got a nice weight to it. We kind of burn the top a little bit, so each one has its own uh, kind of like charcoal uh, Rustic. texture to it. Yeah, yeah. So each yeah. one is is unique in its own way. Everyone has its. All of them have their own grain. That's going to make it look different. That's really cool. I mean, if there was a if there was a contest or an award for packaging of the year, that would be close to the I top of the like list. I feel like people are starting to like kind of break the molds of boxes. I feel like we're seeing more and more like unique no shapes in, and no things. Pun intended. Okay, no pun okay, intended. okay, no pun. <laughs> Just went over my head. Break the mold. <laughs> no, it's true. You know, it's funny. You know, we Coop and I kind of talked about this on Spare Notes. Uh, I want to say a few episodes back. Um, yeah, you're seeing some different stuff coming from the manufacturers in terms of packaging, not just like the bands and stuff like that, which are getting more and more elaborate. You know, for example, like the Rocky Patel 60, that cigar is almost entirely covered in just <laughs> bands, not a paper sleeve, not a ribbon, like all like bands, Yep. Uh, which is crazy. Uh, it's like so, a Christmas present. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it it's just like, it looks cool <laughs> and it's awesome. And if anyone's going to pull it off, I feel like it's Rocky Patel, but it's like at the same time, you have to rip half of them off before you can even smoke it. So it's like, it's kind of like a waste, but it's cool, I guess. Yeah. Um, boxes too. Boxes you see in a lot of interesting designs, a lot of, um, not just like with the colors and the, and the dead and like the pattern and stuff like that, but also like the shapes and like how they open and like just people thinking, you know, for a lack of a better term with no pun intended, <laughs> thinking more outside of the box and making them more, almost like more humidor like some of them are, are just they're too nice to throw away or just more interesting to look at some of them are humidors in their own right that's of course, true too so. and some of them are humidors um that the cigars do get released in. i mean like perfect example like room 101 matt booth just released the namakubi and yep. it came and i and i actually got one there, was, well there were two options there was two those are those the standard box of yeah. 10 and then there was like the long coffin and inside Mm. It was individual coffins. It's called a casket. Oh, a casket. <laughs> it is a casket with it coffins is, it, in it. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what we're all trying to do is, you know, we all make great cigars, but how do you set yourself apart from mm -hmm. the rest? And that includes packaging. So, like, I'm smoking the Kintsugi, and I have the box here. Um, and I think this is one of the best boxes we've ever done. But if, if you don't know, Kintsugi is the art of repairing um, bowls or plates, broken bowls or plates with gold lacquer so we tried to make it that the gold runs all the way through so it looks you know we tried to make it look as seamless as possible it may not always work but as if it's one piece that's been put back together and i think a lot of people are doing it really really well right now see that's a really sharp looking box it i is. like that you know what else you know what else i really like is the gatekeeper it's just so like it's so romanesque you know what i mean like it's so uh, i just i like that one too that was and the cigar was great too which i it mentioned before um which is a new new factory we saw that at pca this year as well with the uh, with the gatekeeper um really good cigar if you guys haven't had it go find it to local brick and mortar retailer um always always support local but if not you can always check out two guys cigars.com that's the number two guys cigars.com um now so tell me all right so let's back up a little bit so we're getting a little excited over everything that's going on here um so um, at what point did you kind of get involved in the cigar business? And what point did you know you kind of start working, you know, with your dad and your brother and all that? Where where do you fit into the Alec Bradley, um, kind of timeline? Mm -hmm. So I started in 2017. 
Uh, I grad graduated from University of Central Florida, and about a month or month or two later, I started working at Alec Bradley. <clears throat> right before the PCA, or I think back then it was IPCPR trade show, um, and it was kind of they just kind of threw me into the role. They, I think we had just stopped working with a marketing company, and they're like, "You're young, you know social media," and I was like, "I don't think I do." And so like, <laughs> well, you're gonna you're you're gonna be doing this because we don't have anyone to do it. So I started doing that, and I figured very quickly that the best way that I could impact Alec Bradley was to travel. You know, people want to see a face of the company. They want to see someone like Jonathan Carney uh, or others, people that they may not be, uh, you know, the person that started the brand, but an extension of the brand. And so I started to travel and, and people, you know, my first trade show two weeks in, people wanted me to do interviews about cigars that I knew nothing about. Uh, I knew nothing of tobacco at the time. And they're like, we were just coming out with Prensada Lost Art and Black Market Esteli. My first interview was um, from the biggest retailer in all of Germany. And they started off their intro in German. And I was like, this is going to be so, so bad. And <laughs> I, I, I stuttered the entire way through. I was making up names of tobacco. And it was, it was awful. Um, but I started to travel and do events. And people wanted to meet me. And uh, that was quickly became my role was traveling to do events. Willkommen. Das ist einer Bradley Rubin. Von Alec und Bradley. No. 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 Not yet. Not yet. Uh, no, Matthew I, is half German. I, so I, he... I won't I won't I won't I won't put you through that. Don't worry. No, <laughs> that, that will, and I will I will start stuttering like crazy if you start interviewing me in German. Um yeah, no. So you know, again, it's another common theme of the cigar industry. It's such a family-oriented business. Um, Alec and Bradley, obviously, for those who, who haven't realized it yet or don't know, um, <clears throat> comes from the names of you and your brother Alec that your dad put together to form Alec Bradley. Um, but what's interesting is that you and your brother now kind of formed your own little thing of Alec and Bradley. So kind of <laughs> tell me, how, wh when did that kind of come into play? So about a year I think about a year after I started working, maybe a year and a half, uh, you know, I, I went to my father and we had been down to the factory a couple of times and I talked to Alec. Well, I talked to Alec first and I was like, hey, like, what if we start doing our own cigars? You know, people, people commonly think that our father is Alec Bradley. They don't know the story of the company. This might be a way for people to know who we are, what we like to smoke. And, you know, brands, the brands that we make, the lines we make are extension of us. So this is a great way for people to know the brand better and know our story better because it's, it's so common that our father, Alan is called Alec Bradley. People don't know. So they both loved it. And we were trying working on names and thinking of stuff. And I'm like, why don't we just call it Alec and Bradley? And they're like, isn't that maybe a little confusing? And I'm like, yeah, but I think if they look, see Alec and Bradley, they'll be, they will be confused, but they'll look it up or they ask, ask their local tobacconist, and say what's what's going on here and explain the story of our company uh so we started off with our first cigar blind faith because people need to have blind faith in us they needed our father did uh our our salespeople did this our alec bradley fans did they need to have blind faith in us that we could make a good cigar so that was our first one 
And then we start. Then we went to the Gatekeeper, which we originally made with the legendary Ernesto Perez Carrillo. Mm-hmm. We felt we felt that Ernesto was the Gatekeeper. That after we made the cigar, that Ernesto would open up the gates for us, and that it would take us on a new path, which is kind of exactly what we what happened. He people fell in love with the cigar, and then we got the big rating on last year's top 25 list, and people went crazy for it. And then the newest release was the Kintsugi, which is by far my favorite and like my baby, and I love it so so much. So we're on our now on our third release, and a lot of people have been taken to it. So it's it's been fun to kind of put your own stuff out there and see how people react. Sometimes it's good, and sometimes it's not so good. But you know, it, it means a lot when people say that they love our cigars. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and that's a conversation piece that we've talked about on this show and a lot of other shows um you know people forget like these cigars that get introduced you know this kind of goes back to the whole like it's a very family-oriented business right lots of these brands are are family companies they're not you know with the you know with the exception of you know like the big four being you know big corporation you know most of these brands like your brand and so many others that you share shelf space with right all all family brands. These are people who are blending and making these cigars and aging them and packaging them and, and doing all of this with their name on it and they put it out there. And it's why you really got to be careful when you when you especially in the media when you go to knock a, a cigar that maybe you didn't like. You know you can't just trash it and be like this cigar sucks because you know what it's not going to suck to everybody. But it, the most important thing is. That's someone's baby, like you said. Like someone actually spent, it's not a few weeks, it's not even a few months, it's a few years putting that cigar out. It takes years to bring a new, a, a, a brand or a line um, to fruition. It, it takes years. You have to plant that tobacco, you have to plant it all out, grow it, age it, ferment it, then you gotta create the blend and roll it and, 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 and all of this. And by the time it gets to the shot, it's been years. So you go through all that process, you go through all that effort, the money, the time. For someone to be like, well, you know, the Kintsugi, you know, it it just, it really wasn't that great of a cigar. It was just kind of poor. And it's like, well, maybe that's how you feel. But, you know, there's other ways of saying like, hey, you know what? This didn't hit my palate right. But you know what? It's a great cigar. And that's why you always, you know, you got to keep that in mind. Because people do get offended and stuff. But at the same time, sometimes they have a right to, you know, like you said. I think you said that really well. And I just really wanted to touch on that. So I didn't mean to go off on a tangent, but. No, 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 you're good. <laughs> you, 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 said, you said exactly what, what we all think, and you know I, I appreciate that. And but uh, you know everyone has the right to their own opinion, and if they want to trash it, that's their prerogative. But uh, if I said that word right, uh, but I think you yeah, did. I mean, yeah, uh, you know, if they want to trash it, that's okay. Uh, but I agree that you know if you're going to review or if you're the media. Um, Everyone's got their own palate, so if it's trashing a cigar and saying it's not for anyone is it hurts your credibility. I think the best way is kind of like, uh, and I won't get into any specifics, but like I was just saying to you, there was a particular cigar I tried that I still liked, but there was one part of it that I didn't like. And I mentioned that to you. I was like, this cigar was good, and it was great quality and great construction. Only thing I didn't like was this on the beginning. But after that, it tapered down, and then it was kind of back in my wheelhouse. That's like the really the best way you should describe anything yeah. you don't like because it's never really like oh the whole cigar was trash well no <laughs> most of the time it's one part that you didn't like and then you just assume 
that the whole cigar was ruined. Um, and and yeah, that's usually not the case. It, and then you end up trashing the whole thing. Yeah, but also, like, it wouldn't have bothered me that you said it was black market. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like, just because, and you, like you said, it was only the beginning. Like, you're not trashing it. You're just saying at the beginning it wasn't for me, but then right. it got much better. But, you know, I, I would have been more than fine if you were just like, yeah, black market <laughs> was the cigar I was talking about. No well, I don't want to put anyone on the spot, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's not, but it's not, that's the thing. It's not putting anyone on the spot. This is part of what you guys do. Yeah. Talking, that's what you guys do is talking about cigars and whether or not it is or isn't for you or the flavors that you get and what you did or didn't like about it. That is, that's what you guys do. So I can't be offended that, you know, whatever your thoughts on are, are on a cigar, those are your thoughts. It's part of products in general. Not everyone likes everything. That's true. Yeah. And you can't, you can't <laughs> like everything. And I think that's it's such a true and very important thing to remember for no matter what it is, whether, whether it's food or cigars or, or wine or whiskey, or you're going to find stuff. You're like, I just, it just doesn't taste good to me. You know, yeah. it just, it, but you know what? It's going to taste good to someone else. They're like, oh, like I don't like rye. I've tried it. I just I can't I can't get in bed with rye. I'm just I'm bourbon <laughs> like that's it all the way through. You know through. yeah like but people love rye and that's okay and I respect that. I like I'm rye. not I don't hate rye. I don't think it's bad. It's just it's just not for me. It's just I'm like yeah exactly. it's, it's not my flavor profile. I just don't like rye. Um, it's kind of like the same concept. So uh, it was a good opportunity to bring that up because it's always important. Um, oh, let's hit our news segment really quick. Yeah, let's switch over. Our new segment this week is once again brought to you by our friends at McAuliffeCigars.com. Um, if you head over to McAuliffeCigars, I said that backwards. Our friends <laughs> at McAuliffeCigars. If you head over to McAuliffeCigars.com, uh, you can sign up to be an official ambassador where you can get your ambassador number, your ambassador coin. Uh, while you're at it, pick up a McAuliffe tasting passport. <coughs> and if you submit it back to McAuliffe, you get entered into win some really cool prizes. Uh, this week, you look like you're going to say something. No. Oh, sorry. Um, I was. I, I didn't want to cut you off. That's fine. <laughs> uh, this week, our news comes to you from our friends at J.C. Newman. Um, they have announced plans for a hotel, restaurant, cigar lounge. J.C. Newman Cigar Company is announcing that it's restoring the historic Sanchez Hyatt Hotel across the street from its El Relo Cigar Factory. J.C. Newman plans to open a new hotel, restaurant, and cigar lounge in the building in late 2023. I am actually so excited for this. Um, mm. The El Rolo, uh their renovation, beautiful. Mm. We um, were lucky to tour. When did we go? April? Uh, May. May. Mm -hmm. So in May right. of this year, beautiful. Beautiful factory. And to have a hotel across the street that also kind of fits, you know, their aesthetic and everything, I'm pumped. You know, you. We, you know, it's 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 very, it's interesting. I mean, most, most of the factories, you know, in today's market, they're not here. They're in... Dominican, Honduras, Nicaragua, um, you know, wherever, Costa Rica, there's some, but there's not very many, if at all, um, in the United States. And the fact that, you know, the Newmans have that, that old factory, El Relo, uh, right here in Tampa. Where they're doing tours, and they have a museum aspect right. as well. And now they're expanding. And this is just one of those things that's very, just so interesting and innovative. Is just the fact that they're now they're going to expand and kind of, all right, let's bring in something different. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, they were also the ones who opened the cigar lounge at, uh, is it Amali arena where the lightning play? Yes. I think that's, I think that's the name of the arena, but definitely at the lightning arena. Yeah. They have a cigar lounge. Hmm. And so you could go to an NHL hockey game and you can smoke a cigar. <sighs> yeah. 
Massachusetts needs and to I, get and on I think their page. It's, and I think it's a diamond crown kind of <laughs> thing. Or, but yeah, it's I know Massachusetts. We're, we're lucky we have like like three cigar shops in Massachusetts. I have yeah. to go to New Hampshire to buy my stuff. Um, so, there's like one last two lounges maybe. Yeah. yeah, and then there's you know there's a handful of some re- there's SNA there's L J Peretti downtown in Boston uh, that we, we we go to a lot. So. But there's not there's not many else. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's cool to see stuff like that. So they they've been kind of on a roll with like their venues that they have put together between mm-hmm. like the renovated factory and the, the lounge at the arena. Now they're doing a hotel restaurant. Like that's just it's just cool to me. And well, and they're trying to pose. Um, and as you know, newly engaged people, we had been on their mailing list they're actually trying to get people to get married at the el rollo factory <laughs> and they offered for us to get married i don't think so i don't think florida is for us but it is a beautiful venue and for someone who's into cigars like i could actually see it it's it's oh yeah beautiful i i think um it, for those who don't know adria uh over at jc newman she's uh, kind of the one in charge of their their marketing department she's she's awesome we we uh we, we get to work with her all the time and uh, she she's told us probably like four times like hey just saying it's still open and I'm like <laughs> we'll keep it in mind it's not really what we were thinking but it is a cool spot and I respect it a lot and I appreciate the invite because uh, it is if you're a cigar if you're a cigar lover cigar fan smoker whatever that is a really cool place and there's some photos that they posted on social media of some some wedding photos that happened yeah. there. And I was oh, like, so wow, that's cool. Done it all. Oh, done it all. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, it's right there by Ybor City. You know, it's such a mm-hmm. historic area. Like, their factory is historic within itself. Um, and the renovation was actually, like, it, it's beautiful. I almost want to, I mean, it's, I know it's a cigar factory, but it almost has, like, farmhouse, like, chic vibes, too. Um, I mean, well, it should, though. I mean, I yeah. it kind of fits with, you know, it's the whole the whole theme of, you know, oh, yeah. cigars and tobacco, so. But um, but to have a, a nice hotel next to it, I feel like would is going to be great. It's going to be really cool. Yeah, yeah that'll be really cool. Wow. I mean, Tampa. <coughs> Sorry, I'm still getting over a, a little bit of a cold. I'm, I'm just at the end, but that smoke's going to trigger the cough. Um, so bear with me. But yeah, no, Tampa. I feel like has been, um, you know, they got Grand Cathedral just opened. You know, now the Newmans are kind of ex- expanding their footprint here with this situation. Tampa's really kind of starting to really. They've always been Cigar City, but I feel like it's it's heating up. Yeah. There's, there's some new stuff going on down there. It's it's getting fun. Yeah, they're doing a lot a lot in, in Tampa, so it's always great to see like more cigar tourism. Like they're creating a destination that people want to go to. Absolutely, yeah. it, it you know it's good for the industry. I mean, I I know obviously you know you're with a, a different brand, but you know one thing that I always I always like to bring up is you know we we had some conversations with some people uh, from the industry who were saying you know as much as like you know, us and the other brands, like we, we, you know, we compete at times you know, for shelf space and stuff. It's we also like we gotta work together because like this industry is so small, um, you know, and there's always people coming after us. We also gotta stick together too. So, seeing all these like different people like doing these different things just to increase the cigar tourism, just the cigar market. It's 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 great to see that it's 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 going up instead of going away. Um, so I that always just makes me really happy to see that. Um, but. Back to the topic at hand. We're with Bradley tonight, which, by the way, I'm going to bring this up now. I brought it up before the show, but now I just <laughs> I got to bring it up because it was um, I don't know. I just still love it. The the uh, and you know where I'm going with this too. I know. Yeah. Here we go. You got you got <laughs> this. Well, you know why? Because I got more out of it than I thought I would. So now I'm like, oh, now I'm going to bring it up on the show. So <laughs> if you haven't noticed, if you're watching with us, if you're listening, I'll describe it for you. Think 
the Tom Selleck mustache. And that is what Bradley is rocking right now. And he rocks it really well. And I complimented him on this. But then I got a great story behind where this kind of came from. I know you did, but I just want to bring it up that he was watching the Friends reunion just before we came. What does that have to do with anything <laughs> that we're doing? And Tom Selleck was on there. That's true. <laughs> that's true. That Tom Selleck there. was on there. That's true. I'll give you that. So maybe that's... I'm just happy that you gave me Tom Selleck and you didn't do the like Mario or the Luigi uh, 70s porn star. That's where most people go with it. They like to poke fun. They like to give me like a a handsome person, you know, as as the the reference. But I appreciate that. There is a guy at work who um, he he's got this um, he's got this red hard hat that he wears and. I believe there was one time he was wearing a red shirt and jeans. Not overalls, but, I mean, close enough. But he has that mustache, and he's got, like, kind of, like, this longer – not long, long, but just, like, this thicker, curlier hair. And I just remember looking at this kid, and I'm like, oh, my God. Does he realize that he looks like Super Mario? (laughs) Like, legit. Like, down to, like, the colors and the clothes. And I'm like, "Ah, I just – someone's got to tell him. And I didn't want to be the one to tell him, but (laughs) – Someone has told him. Someone has told him. (laughs) I hope so. Um, Marshall Scott Henry in the audience says Groucho Marx. Oh, that's an interesting <laughs> Groucho Marx. Groucho Marx. Gotten that a handful of times. Okay. But what's, <laughs> it, but what's interesting about it, though, is you told us the reason, there's a specific reason why you wear the mustache, and it had to do with uh, a little bit of romance. Yeah, my my significant other, she, uh, she had always mentioned that uh, she loved a mustache. So for, I don't know, you know, five years, we've, we've been together less time than that but before we met I, I had a beard for five six years and uh so she had mentioned that she liked a mustache so valentine's day day before i went to the barber got it all cleaned up and shaved off and i ended up with this uh tom Selleck stash so it's just stuck ever since so it's been about about two years coming up on three right no two years coming up on two years well there you go it works look at that <laughs> Yeah, and, so, and some people tell me it's very fitting, you know. At it, first, I didn't think so, but I've been told it's very fitting for me. You wear it well. I mean, you. you have to say, Bradley Rubin, I mean, sharp guy, appearance-wise. Sharp he, dresser. Sharp dresser. Oh, yep. oh, yeah. We've seen him dressed up. He, he, he's, oh, yeah. He's, he's no slouch. Um, <laughs> and now we know that he's a romance man. So, I mean, you put those three together. I mean, that's that's a deadly. Can you stop him? <laughs> no, he's like a runaway train. <laughs> wow! I hope like I hope she doesn't let you hype, go. A hype team. This is a hype yeah. Team I hope this is what we do here. We we hype people up. You know what I'm saying? I just I hope that she doesn't let you go because, I mean, she'll be making a mistake. You're gonna be fine, but <laughs> <laughs> just I, I saying. Would a, I would be a mess. I would yeah. Be a mess. Yeah, that would suck. It might actually ruin the whole thing. So. Yeah, okay. no, you got a good thing going here. No, that's awesome. So I wish I wanted to. Get, I want to give you some applause on that. I, I like to appreciate when people, you know, they take care of themselves. Yeah. <laughs> and just to add really quickly, also to the end, uh, for whatever reason, like it's very common that that a random person in the street will compliment my mustache. Like, really? Every day, like got coffee that day, and dude's like, "Yo, sweet mustache." I'm like, "Thanks, man." <laughs> I don't. I don't know what. Like, I didn't. Like, I was just like born. Like, I could just do it. Doesn't mean I did anything to be able to get here. 
So it's just weird to get a compliment on something that you're just like. I, I just cut facial. it this way. And I can just grow here. facial hair. I just yeah. feel like a lot of people don't rock it anymore, and you pull it off it's well. True. Some people they don't. The mustache doesn't fit the face. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I see where you're going with that, and, and that's true. I mean, I, there's definitely more of a beard trend right now. Um, I used to, I used to wear just the the goatee, which I did not like for many years. Just and then I there. just was like, I want to grow in the <laughs> whole thing, and I, I I liked it better, and so I, I've been wearing this now ever since. But not like I couldn't do the mustache, like, <laughs> um, it, it, like I'll be honest with you, I don't I don't know if I could rock that. There's and there's there's people who who can't. There's people who can't rock facial hair at all. They're more of a clean shaven face, um, or they the, just can't grow it, or they just can't <laughs> grow it. But there's definitely like not a lot of just straight like mustache going <clears> around. <throat> so I think to see someone do it and pull it off well, it's just it's it's different right now. Like it was there was a time when it, everyone had one, but like now it's become different again, and it just it's something you can appreciate. Hmm. He's different. That's all. Yeah. Um, anyway, without getting too into Bradley's mustache, um, <laughs> which I feel like we've long, already the, long, the longest segment so far. Yep. You know what's funny though? You know, I, and this is I have to do this. I, I know. I just I don't even feel bad about it anymore because he knows I mean it with love. We could spend twenty minutes on your mustache, right, and then do our show and be done, and we still wouldn't spend as much time on it as Scar Coop would in his three and a half hours. <laughs> He would turn it into an hour and an hour and ten minute segment. Now, Bradley, when you uh, when you groom it, is there a product that you use? Is there a way that you cut it? Is, do you measure the length? Like, what do you feel about the roots? Like, he would get into it and be like, "It's like a quick like Ugh. high five, and we move on." <laughs> so, okay. uh, no, I mean that with love. Coop is Coop is awesome. Um, he gets he gets more in depth than I do, and that and that's fine. It's just. Uh, it's, we just do it different here. That's all. Um, anyway, so I'm getting off topic here. I'm, you I'm are. Really, I'm really am. So uh, back to Alec Bradley. So you guys. So we saw you guys at PCA. Uh, are you? You said you will be a TPE coming up. Correct. Now, do you have anything new that you're preparing to to announce or showcase at at uh, TPE, or are you kind of more just you know still kind of working through? you know, getting caught up on stuff. I know that a lot of manufacturers right now are definitely going through some shortages or they're, they're just backed up on sales or back ordered on product or boxes, or boxes, yep, whatever, whatever it is. So kind of like, I guess in a general way, how, how are you guys kind of meandering through this, this new boom, so to speak in the industry? So we will not be showing anything new at TPE. Uh, we were, we are currently working on a few new products, but at the same time we are still so heavily back ordered. Um, we've been getting a lot of shipments in, in the past few weeks, month, couple months. And I think we still have another shipment or two that will be here before the end of the year, which is great, but we're still so backed up and the demand is just so high that it seems like we'll, we'll never catch up, but we are, we are working on a few new things. Um, two of them I cannot talk about. One is an annual release that is a little bit delayed which would be the, the fine and rare uh, that will be coming at the beginning of 2022, uh, but no exact date on one that will be dropping just yet. Um, now, while we're kind of on this topic, there was a, there was a news story that kind of came out earlier this year. <clears throat> I want to say it was the spring um, that you guys actually had lost a lot of your tobacco in your curing barns because several of your curing barns had caught on fire. Um, right. 
tell me a little how did that start do you guys how did that st- uh i think they said it was like an electrical fire i, I See, don't they, they I, always blame the electrical and it's never electrical. the case they always, always do that yeah i know they always <laughs> yeah, we, I, I, lo- I love telling people too like they always blame us it's not our fault matt is an electrician <laughs> so he takes this to heart i do um <laughs> They always, it's always, it's always house fire cause electrical it's like really really it wasn't that dryer that you should have replaced 20 years ago that caught on fire because you don't clean the <laughs> lint trap oh it's electrical come on yeah all so, of a sudden the outlet decided to burn <laughs> i'm sorry I, continue i, I, I touched a, a sore spot right there um, yeah so I, I don't know how exactly the fire started but yeah we had a couple curing barns catch on fire burned down lost all the tobacco in there but luckily because, you know, we all plan so far in advance that that's production for years in advance. And, you know, the we, we built the carrying barns back up quickly, got more tobacco in there. So it's just a little hiccup for production in the future. But we could always acquire that tobacco, purchase it, and we won't really see any sort of any nothing that's going to affect. People always thought, oh, probably prices are going to be going up saw a lot of comments mm-hmm. about that right none of that's gonna happen you'll barely see production uh you know be affected by this by this these fires so it's unfortunate but um yeah no one's gonna see any um any issues from that from us i think what's really interesting <clears throat> excuse me i think what's really interesting is is the fact that um because this is you are not the first person this has happened to obviously so it's amazing though that you know, you guys can can kind of um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just kind of pivot on this like really easily. Um, you know, devastating as it is, and and it's no one ever wants this to happen, and it's obviously a mess and all that. But you know, like you said, you guys are able to get your carrying barns back up, get you know, get to back, just kind of keep on rolling, and uh, and only have it be a minor hiccup in the future, uh, which is great. I mean, that's I guess the best you could hope for in that situation. Um, but I'm sure that's no easy task either. And the fact that, you know, you and other manufacturers and growers or farmers or whoever are able to, you know, take something like that and kind of pivot and, and, and get the ball rolling quickly to kind of get, get yourself going again. Uh, it's really, you know, it's, it's remarkable and it's, and it's admirable, I guess is, is what I'm looking for. Um, because you're right. And especially in a time where a lot of the manufacturers, and obviously you could speak to this too. I mean, are so backed up and there's a lot of back orders and, you know, there's, especially last year, the sales just went even through the roof. The, like Carney was, a, what was Carney saying? Um, he always said like, congratulations to the consumers because you were able to outsmoke the manufacturers. <laughs> I believe is like how he said it. Um, he's like, yeah, congratulations. You guys have outsmoked us. We, we can't, we're, we're struggling just to keep up with the demand right now. Um, but yeah, so when you have something like that happen, when you're already kind of set back and you're, and you're able to just pivot and be like, all right, well, let's just clean this up and, and get back right on track. It's awesome. And I really got to applaud you guys for that because uh, that's that's definitely no small task. Um, so tell me a little bit more about, um, I know you guys have done some, I want to touch on this. You guys have done some micro releases with some people. Um, I know you guys recently, we were just talking about, um, you guys did the, dojo chico um that was really cool it was really interesting uh we didn't get to try those cigars but i thought it was it was very cool interesting but what i didn't know is that you did say 
you eventually did get a cease and desist from Coca-Cola. Yes. I was first, wondering if that was going to happen. <laughs> my first ever, and uh, everyone was actually kind of excited about it. Like We're all like, that's kind of awesome that they noticed us. And then one person in the office was like, I knew we shouldn't have done this. I knew we shouldn't have done this. And I'm like, there's always we're one. All, we're all sold out. You don't have to worry about it. Like they're not, they were actually like kind of nice about it in the email. They were like, we really appreciate uh, your love for our brand, but please don't do this anymore. And uh, like, it was actually kind of nice the way that they said it. And they're like, just send us an email saying that you're not going to do it again. And we're not going to bother you anymore. So we did just that and it was fine. And I, I, you know, like, I think it's cool that people notice our small, tiny industry on, uh, for a brand that's just huge owned by Coca-Cola. Like it's nuts. You must've known it was going to come though. Right. <laughs> like, Yeah. Well, um, so we were, we were at, uh, we did it for Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival with Cigar Dojo. And I think it was Jack Tarano and maybe someone else was like, Hey, are you worried about a C and D? And I'm like, not if we sell out like and we sold we made about 820 ish bundles i think we sold at the cigar dojo party before it like 200 and then another 400 at the rocky mountain and then the balance was put all on their website and then we sold out in a day so i like was i a little bit worried after rocky mountain yes but once it went up on their website a week later and we sold out I, I didn't think anything of it. I was like, ah, I guess they're not going to notice anything. And then a couple weeks later, then they sent it. And I was just like, hey, man, like, it's all gone. You don't have to worry about it. Uh, it'll never be made again. It's a one and done. So, and they were fine with it. And uh, it's cool to be noticed. Like, I was a little bit worried, yeah, because, like, then I got explained to our vice president and my father why we're getting a cease and desist by Coca-Cola. Um, yeah, that's that's a pretty big bury, company. <laughs> they would bury us. They would bury us. Oh so, yeah, that's. Uh, uh, I think they own the trademark on their red color. They do. They do the they actual like, color blend. For, yeah, for they, sure. Yeah, the Coca Cola red. Yeah, that's not a company you want to fuck with. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll pass. I'll pass. Um, they have some good stuff, but yeah, I wouldn't want to mess with them. <laughs> um, they have some good stuff. Love it. So I'm so I'm smoking um, the Corojo from the trilogy uh and i really like the cigar and you know what i really pick up on this i'm like kind of getting in between like the end of the first third kind of the beginning of the second third i'm getting like a buttery like movie theater popcorn Interesting. it's such a distinct like it's crazy like it's just that's what popped in and it's so good it's very savory it's such a great flavor um, I know people have given some crazier like flavor notes, like Chinese pea pods or whatever. I think was said <laughs> one time. Um, I, I I can't really follow that, but uh, yeah. But the buttery, like not the stuff you make at home. When you go to the movie theater movie. and you get it from them when they douse it with that artificial butter, that mm. it's very good. So, so can I ask you guys? Uh, a lot of people like when they see that there's a triangle cigar, they're like, "Oh, that seems like it would be weird, like as like a mouth feel." Do you guys find that the triangle press is weird while smoking at all, or not? You don't really notice it very much. I don't really notice it that much. What I did notice, being fully transparent, the very beginning on the foot, it was drawing kind of a little tight. But then once I got like a half inch in, then it just opened right up. Okay. Uh, other than that, 
It smokes great. Um, it doesn't feel weird. You know what? It, it kind of reminds me of like the Yagua because mm. it's got that like that odd press to it because of the, the wet mold. Um, yeah. So it, it kind of reminds me of that. And I, I smoked a few of those recently. So it's not really throwing me too off. But no, I mean, it, it, sits, it sits right. It's not too crazy. Yeah. I feel like these ones might have expanded a little bit. Just because they weren't in in that box in the box yeah. that they came right. in, they but came in the um, no, they're fine. And this one cool. wasn't tight at all. Yeah, and it's right. almost it's almost like a like a soft triangle too. It's not like it's very like hard corner. Um, Correct. Yeah, so no, I, I would say it's it's a comfortable it's a comfortable smoke still. Awesome. Um, what do you think about your cigar? It's great. I I taste a little bit of salt. <laughs> on really mine. salt. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, it's smooth though. And I like that. Not a lot of pepper on the tongue. Yeah, this is yeah. also really smooth, too. I really like this. Um, this is... Wow. I just... It's, like, really hitting me now. Like, the flavor on this cigar. It's just... It's great. I really I really love this. Um, this one's giving me that tongue flavor. <laughs> yeah. Just, like, when you can Wait. feel your tongue. I don't know. Okay. I. Okay. I thought you were saying it tastes like tongue. Like oh, to no. Oh, no. <laughs> If you were to go to a Jewish deli and order uh, cow tongue, like that. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> no. When I eat weird stuff, but I don't eat that. You don't um, eat tongue. Don't eat tongue. I've eaten like okay. alligator, and I'm. Um, okay. I lived in England. I like my blood pudding and stuff like that. But, ah. um, but uh, Franklin in the audience had mentioned that it has um, a great mouth feel, and that's kind of what I'm describing. What I'm feeling. Yeah, trilogy on for the win. Yeah. Nico Piero diamond cut. Great. Mouth, mouth feel, feel. <laughs> so that's that's actually how the diamond the diamond cuts that we do came to be was because we had made the triangle we kind of took the triangle presses and like put them together to make the diamond mm -hmm. that's oh that's how that started uh so originally it was always the nicopiro and then the past two years have been the black market estelite diamonds so those those have been big uh big successes for us and moving from the Nicopero to the black market SLA. Now, it's such an interesting shape, too. I mean, a lot of manufacturers are always playing around with, you know, different, you know, figurados, so to speak, is like the blanket term for a non-traditional <laughs> Vitola. Um, yeah. <clears throat> you know, like LFD's got the chisel, which I believe they hold a patent on, and they're the only people that have a patent on a shape. Correct. But I don't think... Has anyone else done... A, a triangular pressed cigar? No. So we're the only ones to ever do it. Uh, my father actually created the first mold for it. He went to Home Depot, asked about some saw that cuts on angles, and he asked them to cut it for him, and he took it home and put it all together and basically just put a, a wet cigar in there to see if it would work, and, and it worked. So then he created, finally created this line. And, uh, yeah, we're the first. He's well. He's the first one to to ever do it, and it was a big push for me, Alec, everyone here to be like, "Can we please make the cigar again?" And he originally didn't want to do it because he's like, "It was discontinued for a reason." Like, I just don't know about bringing it back. So we said, "Let's make it a limited edition." Um, and it also takes a long time to press. Like, I think it has to stay in the press for about two to three weeks just to make sure the state the shape stays in the triangle uh so it does take a lot of time to make this cigar yeah i mean it's it's it like i said it's truly unique and uh anytime you you go through manufacturing process or anything like that um 
it's it's definitely a little more challenging uh, from talking to other people you know who've done you know oddly shaped stuff you know it's definitely a little bit more involved you know, especially when you're trying to go for a specific shape and design and to get to the cigar to come out that way in the end um, you know it, it, it's it's a it's, it's really a work of art you know cigar making is an art form it's not easy um, no <laughs> I always like watching the videos like when reps or like just people go down to the factories and they they, they learn how to roll and you see them try to do it and they're like oh this is easy I can just like roll and, and you see them like I, I can't like the wrapper is still it's got a wrinkle in it like I can't get it tight and then they rip it and it's like how do you do this not so easy is it hmm. no, um, not, at all. <laughs> not at all Alec actually has mine mine and his first cigar that we ever tried to roll and oh really the last cigar that we uh, ever tried to roll, which is the same one. Oh, so you, you tried it once, and then you were like, I'm done. We tried it once, <laughs> and like, we, we definitely cannot do this. And no matter how many times we go to the factory, we cannot do this. Can your dad roll a cigar? I don't, mm, like, I don't like think so. well he, enough? <laughs> he, he could probably roll a decent one. I've never seen him do it, but I wouldn't be surprised that he could do it. <sighs> His whiskey's good. It is. Did we talk about that yet? No. We're mm-hmm. drinking the um, the Horse Soldier Small Batch, which is great stuff. Um, and we haven't drank this in a while. It's whiskey season, though. So it is. It's whiskey it season. To it. Mm. it is. It's always whiskey season. Uh, we, we do tequila season in the summer. Oh, wow. summer, is, <laughs> summer is tequila summer yep. for us. And then we go back to once, like, October hits and we go back into the whiskey for the next six or seven months. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, no. So it's uh, yeah, tequila's. Been, and I got to credit Kirk Kendall with that because mm-hmm. he kind of got me into tequila. A little bit, a little bit of influence there. Um, anyone who's ever been to his shop, um, he's got great whiskeys. He's got great tequilas. Got some good rums too. Um, just cr- crazy stuff. His selection is just amazing. So. Uh, just hanging out there, I, I picked up on some stuff, and then I kind of got into tequila, and that, that's a whole nother conversation. But yeah, it is whiskey season, and you said you're drinking High West Rye over there. I think so. I think so. It, it's in a decanter, so I don't remember what the bottle is. Uh-huh. Uh, but I know it's High West. I know it's a rye, but I don't know which rye it is. Mm. But it's good. Yeah, High West I, makes some good stuff yeah. too. I've uh, yeah. we've en- we've enjoyed some of the High West stuff. I hear a lot of people talking right now about the uh, the Midwinter Nights Dram. Yep. I don't like that bottle. Really? I, yeah, so many people burns, go crazy it, for it. it. It it burns my throat. Like and it seems like I tried. I'm like this must be like a hundred and fifty proof, but it's like a ninety or a hundred. And I just I don't know. I everyone loves it. Everyone I've talked to, they love that bottle, but I just can't drink it. Well, I think I'm gonna roll this right into our top three segment because mm. uh, I, I think I think I got a a new top three that I'm gonna run with now. Uh, our our top three segment is brought to you once again by Room One Hundred and One Cigars. It's more than just a cigar brand; it's a lifestyle. Sorry, I thought I was going to cough there. Um, <laughs> it's 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 horrible. Anticipation is killing me. I know this this cough has just been it's been almost deathly. Uh, Room One Hundred and One is more than just a more than just a cigar brand; it's a lifestyle. Head over to Room One Hundred and One Brands dot com. You can check out all the cool stuff that they have going on between jewelry and apparel. While you're at it, check out their cigars and. Even if you don't like gin, try their gin. Because I'll tell you, I don't like gin, and I love their gin. It's great. It's great. It's really refreshing. Okay. So tasty. Mix it with a Topo Chico. Get yourself a Boofy Chico. A Boofy um, Chico. <laughs> as it's unofficially called. Um, or Room 101 Negroni. Always delicious and always delightful. Uh, our to- love. 
love it. Yeah, it's like it's, I love Room 101 with the Negroni. It's so good. Oh, I I I found it at the trade show because like we don't we don't have it around here, and we were at the booth, and I asked yeah. Matt, I'm like. Because uh, they had some in the bottom. I'm like, do you have anything open? And he was like, uh, well, we, uh, well, we might have like something. And then I went over and I talked to one of the other guys. And he's like, yeah, we got an open bottle. And I was like, <laughs> well, we're not supposed to be a that. So no. I'm going to put it in this cup. And I'm going to leave it here. And I'm going to walk <laughs> away. And I was like, okay. And I just kind of meandered for a minute. And then I'm like, oh, look at this cup here. This is... Oh. The water. Mm, it was like it. ten o'clock in the morning. Yeah, ten o'clock <laughs> in the morning in Las Vegas on like day two, <laughs> and I was just like, "All right." I'm like, "I'm not really a gin guy, but I gotta try it." And I just remember taking that first sip, and I was like, "Holy shit!" And I was like, "That's great." And yeah. then they all looked at me like, "Right?" And I'm like, "Dude, what is that?" Well, because when you think gin, I think like Bombay, what like the blue, like yeah, Tangeray, the, like the London Gray. dry gin, yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is great. It's very refreshing. Smooth. It's very oh, smooth. If if you're if you're a gin drinker, I think you'll still like it. If you're not a drink gin drinker, I encourage you to try it anyway because it's it's oh, it's so good, it's delicious. Uh, yeah. But anyway, the, our top three segment. So for you, uh, we've already used this one before, but I'm going to use it with you because I think that you'll give us some interesting options. Uh, top three favorite whiskeys. Okay, top three favorite. I gotta put you in the hot seat. Yeah, top three favorite whiskeys. So my easy go-to all the time, and I think it never misses, is Buffalo Trace. Just regular Buffalo Trace mm-hmm. is yeah. amazing. Very affordable. You can find it in most places. Not in South Florida, but you can find it in most places. That's um, And this is no particular order. Um, uh, so I hate to put, like, also like special stuff in there like limited edition or hard to find but this is top this is top three do it do it that's um, i i did it the first time we ran it so i and and let me preface this with with that my brother and my father are heavy we, we all are but heavy into the bourbon life and getting the limited edition and the hard to find so i benefit from them looking for everything and getting everything alec alec is so obsessed with it that he can get you any bottle anytime so i'll even tell you to make you feel better when i when i tell people my my top three favorite whiskeys i even get specific down to the batch so when i tell you my favorite is george t stag i love george Mm -hmm. t stag but i'll tell you that my favorite george t stag was the 2019 (laughs) 116.9 proof batch Okay. That was Perfect. the best batch. You make, you make me feel better. I'm <laughs> a little like, okay, I'm going to name certain bottles that are just like impossible to find. So the bottle, and I have a hard time saving bottles. I like to just drink through everything, but I still have a little bit left. It's Blanton's straight from the barrel. Oh, yes. So, mm-hmm. it, so it's 130 proof Blanton's. The brown um, label. It's, yeah, it's got yeah. It's like a little bit brown to it. Yeah. Uh, got like, I think it like on the packaging it's like it's in euros it's not even i don't even it's it's, it's not sold here yeah 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 so that's that might be my number one ever and then hmm, i don't know that's definitely my top three but i think so is the joseph magnus cigar malt uh or cigar blend i think it's called is really absolutely unbelievable unbelievable i don't think i've had like, joseph magnus have you had it? Yeah. No. Hmm. I've seen it, and I just, 
Um, I just haven't had like that opportunity to just grab it and try it. Um, but wow, interesting. Yeah. Joseph Magnus. Yeah. That's not one that yeah. I usually hear a lot of. And then I'm going to throw an honorary because I'm just remembering about it now. Yeah. Is the Barrel Bourbon 15-year is outstanding. You know, I've heard a lot of good things about Barrel, too. <clears throat> um, I haven't tried I, it myself, I but... recommend. You know what else I see a lot of popping up now <clears throat> that I've been meaning to grab? Is, um, is, it, is it Stellum? Is that what it is? Or Stellium? Stellum? Hmm. It's in like a. It's in almost like the pappy shaped bottle. It's got a blue label. I only started seeing it pop up in our area like in the last year. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd never really seen it before. I don't know if it's a new brand or if we're just getting it, but could be a New England thing. It seems to be really popular in our local whiskey groups that uh, okay. uh, that I'm a part of. So I have to try that one too. But that's a very interesting it, list. It, yeah, it's, I it's had interesting the... to hear who gets what. Like we don't get Weller. We don't get Weller down mm. here at all. I don't know if you guys do. We get a little I've... bit. You got to really claw for it. And then you also have to hoard it. Mm-hmm. You have to. Who you has like to. ten bottles? Ten bottles of what? <laughs> of which? which I got like what? I got like eight bottles of <laughs> Special Reserve. I got a couple of one hundred and sevens. I got like ten bottles of Stag Junior. Um, like <laughs> he wow. literally is afraid that he's gonna run out. So I just buy it. Yeah, and then he has it. me doing it. So he'll be like, "Oh, the whiskey group said this. Like, can you run to this liquor store? I'm working." Absolutely. <laughs> like, can you go get Absolutely. It? <laughs> if it's during the day and she has the day off, I'm like, "Can you go to the Wegmans in Burlington? They got Weller full proof on the shelf. Store pick. Go now." Oh, I, I get the, Nicole. I get the same thing. Alex will be out of town, and he's, and he's like, "Okay, you're gonna go to this Win Dixie on this day." She's gonna have a bottle of Pappy for you for a hundred dollars, and I'm like, "You're joking! You're joking!" And I'm like, "If I buy it, I'm getting it. Like, you're not there. If I'm paying with it on my card, that's mine." No, 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 no. I'll give you some. I'll give you some. I'm like, "Okay, you'll give me some." And then, and then he was out of town. They didn't. He didn't tell me to go, so I didn't go. And then he went out of town again and he's like okay you're ready to get the call this week i'm like all right i'm ready i'm ready for when it comes i'll do it i'll, I'll even leave work to go then get the call again and then i'm like yeah what's going on with the pappy and he's like they haven't called me yet so i gave him back his his card he did give me his card mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. uh and then he gets the call for the pappy so he's he knows when it's coming he's got the hookups and i do benefit from it fairly often fairly fairly often so if you are if you are ever in the hunt for certain things, he's got the hookup. Well, I will say that because I wear this ring, I have the hookup because half of everything is oh, mine. There we go, Nicole. There we go. Wow, I well know what played. it's like. Well played. So it works. Um, well, since you mentioned Pappy, so have you had all of the Pappies? No. Which ones no. have you had? I think I've had I'm, – I'm really bad at remembering the Pappies. Uh, I think I've had 12. Um, the Lot B, right? That's mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my favorite. I think I've had both of those. I don't know that I've had anything. I may have. I don't. I'm really I mean, it's hard. It's so hard, hard to find. <clears throat> I haven't like, had the top three, but I had the old Rip 10. It was okay. Um, it didn't It didn't really wow me. Um, I kind of prefer... But then we tried the Lot B, which the is lot, amazing. The Lot B was great. Yeah. That's probably my favorite. I mean, that's so far. I mean, that one's... 
<laughs> that's just such a smooth whiskey that you could just, regardless of like the name on the bottle, right? Mm-hmm. It's not even just that it's pappy. It, it's out of every whiskey. It's it is a nice, like cherry flavorful but smooth it's 90 proof it doesn't hit you in the face um it's it's nice it's a really nice whiskey i really enjoy that one i think i have like two bottles of that i'm trying to maybe open (laughs) well i always want to acquire more but i think i'm gonna i think i'm gonna open one of them soon um maybe we'll see um and and just start to really enjoy that because it's great. And there's a there's a local barbecue place around us that we have, and they have an awesome whiskey, li- and they have it all. And wow. every time we go, I'm always like, oh, I gotta treat myself because they have it on on the bar, and most places don't. And I always I get I'll either get like a lot B if they have it, or um, well, and that's the thing too. Some of these bottles are so expensive that I feel like you have to try it if you can get your hands on it first to see if it's worth the chase, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> that's very oh, true. For so. sure. Yeah, and, and another bottle I have to mention that Alec got me for my birthday is, and I'm sure you'll know this term, a dusty turkey. He got me an old, old wild turkey that was, like, bottled around the time I was born. Wow. Um, and it, it is, it's insane. Like, Some of those, like, antique insane. wild turkeys are, like, really collectible right now because I've been seeing them pop up more and more. <clears throat> um, so it's interesting you say that. That's really yeah. cool. It's very, very crazy. And now, I mean, there's bottles that I've come in to acquire that I hadn't had, but I knew, like, I, I need to get this because I, I know what it is. Uh, and so before I open the bottle, I'll wait, and I'll find a bar that has it or some, and I'll try it. And if I don't like it, I'll trade it away because I'd rather trade it for something I do want than just keep something that I'm like, well, it's rare, but I'm going to drink it because it's special. I don't care about that. I'd rather mm-hmm. enjoy it. So that's what I did, like, with um, the old Rip 10. Uh, the Weller I, foolproof. The Weller, no, uh, the well, blue. Well, we, well, yeah. I mean, I opened one of them, but yeah, I was but actually, like I was it. actually able to trade the open bottle to a friend though, because it was someone I knew. He's like, well, I'll, I'll take it, and I'll give you something for it. And I was like, okay. Um, but then the other two, I ended up trading for something else. And then the old Rip Ten, I got one, um, because I, I got lucky and I found one. And I was like, oh, I'll take it. And, um, and it wasn't like highly priced. And I was like, I'll take it because I knew what it was. And. I waited and I tried it, and then I was like, ah, it didn't really wow me, and I traded that for something better too. So, um, <laughs> that, it's, and that's part of the whole bourbon thing, you know what I mean? It's all it like the, the trading and like people. Some people, oh. if you're not in it, you're like, these people are crazy, and it's like, but if you like bourbon, like you get it. Um, <laughs> it's always fun to talk to a fellow bourbon guy, especially someone who knows the whole like you need to go here and get this now. Smell. Okay, <laughs> oh, yeah. let me he put knows the struggle. On. He knows the struggle. <laughs> there's, a, there's there's someone in the cigar industry that has like a string of like the whiskey people, the bourbon people that will like he travels all around and and services like liquor stores or whatever, and he'll text everyone and being like, who wants this? Like who oh, wants wow. this bottle and who wants that bottle? So every once in a while, I get a text being like, hey, do you want this? And I'm like, like, he asked about if I wanted, um, what's it called, four gate. And I was like, it's I like a 200, I think it's like a $180, $200 bottle. And I was like, no, like, I'll pass on it. So every once in a while, he, he'll hit us up and be like, who wants what? Which is nice. Like, it's nice to have those connections. But Alec has all those connections. So, like, if I want something, like, I just go to Alec. <laughs> It's fun. It, it's fun too because like when you go into a liquor store and you're and they know too because they get asked all the time and they hate it so you have to like play it cool and like when you find something 
that's like cool. You get you can't get like too excited. Like, oh yeah, I'll take that. You have to be like <laughs> like this one time I walked into Total Wine, the worst one, the worst yeah. place. They worst. hate the bourbon people with a passion. <clears throat> you walk in there and you're like, oh hey, and, and you always play the game. I always get a cart. I put some wines, some regular whiskey in there. I don't make it look like I'm just here to like just skim off the top. And I, I have some, and I then I wait and I go to the guy with my shopping cart full of regular stuff. And I go, oh hey, I was looking at some wine. Oh yeah, the, by the way, do you guys happen to have any Weller or any Buffalo Trace stuff hanging around? And then like once in a while you get the, mm, yeah, I think we got something. Let me go take a look in the room. Oh okay. And there was like this one time the guy went back there and he comes out and he's like, I got this like Stag Junior. And I went. Oh yeah, that I'll try that. That that sounds interesting. And I just remember being like, "Fuck yeah, easy grab, fifty four ninety nine. And then if he's really lucky, I'll oh, be around boy. the corner and I'll go back up to that sales associate and be like, "You just got it for him. Like, do you have another one?" No. Sometimes I'll make her wait in the car. I'll be like, "You stay here," and she'll be like, "Well, I'm like, you stay here," and I'll go in. And if I come out with the brown bag, she knows. And then I'm like, "Now you go in," and she'll be like, "Do you guys have any um Weller one hundred seven?" And then she comes out with a bag, and I'm like, oh, yay, look at that. Wow. You guys do it right. Sneak right. attack. Yeah, so you got a tag team, but you can't let them see that you have a teammate. You got to pretend like, I don't know who that lady is over there. She's not so my style. So you guys take off your hats before you Yeah, our matching, our matching Oh, attire. yeah, yeah, absolutely. We make it look like we don't know each other, and I'm like, ugh, who's that girl? Thanks, and then, babe. And then we get outside, and we're like, yes, we cleaned them out. We got two. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's fun. No, it's fun to talk about it because uh, not everyone's into it, so it, it it's always refreshing. Um, it is. No, this is the, you know we're getting towards the end of the show. Um, this has been a fun conversation. We've had a blast tonight. Um, but before we let you go, um, I just wanted to. I know you said you guys aren't really working on anything new that you're ready to announce. But is there anything that you want to promote while we're on the show before we wrap up? Uh, definitely the trilogy. The trilogy is, is shipping right now. Uh, 2,000 boxes of each wrapper is uh, is what's being made, uh, but they've been coming in segments, so we got the first segment, we got the second segment, and now we're waiting for the, the, the rest, which should be hidden before uh, the end of the year, but they currently are shipping out. So if you have any questions about where they are, where you can find them around you, please reach out to us on social media. Uh, Instagram, Alec Bradley Cigar, Facebook, Alec Bradley Twitter at Alec Bradley, please reach out to us and uh, we can find you a retailer that has them. Absolutely. Well, well, well said. I forgot, Nicole, we do have a giveaway to give away tonight. Yes. So um, for all of those who are waiting, um, so we are doing four weeks of giveaways. Um, this week um, is the first week, and we are giving away a 10-pack of the Camacho Factory Unleashed. Um, and the winner of tonight is Brendan Zubek on Instagram. So if you're watching... Brendan, you are the winner. If not, I will notify you. Um, but we are also giving away next week a box of McAuliffe. The week after that, a box of LFD. And then the last week of the month, we are giving away, um, we're calling it our From the Vault bundle. And it's over, at this point, it's over 40 cigars from our personal humidor. Um, variety of brands, great brands. Um, and all you have to do is go to the website and enter. Absolutely. Yeah. Head to smokingtobacco.com, sign up for the newsletter. Yep. Make sure you follow us on social media. Keep an eye out for our post. We'll be posting about it on social media so you can get all the information. You can get in, get involved and, and um, I'm sorry, get entered into the into the giveaway and have a chance to win. Um, and then just to talk about guests for next week. So we have Glenn Loop and Joshua Haberski. 
um, from PCA yes, coming on. Very good show. Um, yep. The week after, we have Oliver Nouveau from United. And then to wrap up the month, we have Abe DeBobna coming on. Big delicious. Well. <laughs> Big delicious. <laughs> <laughs> so excited to have Abe yes. on. It's going to be a great time. Um, yeah, so that'll be our that'll round out our December guests. Um, are we really kind of this year has flown by. Uh, and we've been so busy and doing so many things in, in both with this and smoking tobacco, but also in our, in our personal lives too. So I just can't even believe we're already at the end of the year. It's crazy. I mean, it feels like it wasn't that long ago we were at PCA together. And then, you know, before that, it was a few months before that we were down, we were all over Florida. I mean, we were in Miami, Boynton beach, Delray, Tampa, Orlando. Um, we were down there for like what, eight or nine days. It was crazy. Yep. Um, just driving around with John Carney, um, <laughs> eating great food Man. smoking a lot of cigars um I, we had that road trip from boynton to orlando that three-hour drive we had a great time i think nicole slept most of the way but john and i had a lot of fun in the front seat um I, we went to um we went to popeyes i remember because i woke up and you guys just had a bunch of chicken demolished so. we de- <laughs> we demolished <laughs> like 10 pounds of chicken <laughs> on that drive to Orlando. <laughs> I just remember Connie's like, you want to go to Popeye's? And I was like, yeah. He's like, okay. <laughs> it was great. Uh, we had a great time. So no, I mean, the year was just, it's been crazy. It's been fun. Um, you know, coming out of COVID, getting back out into the world was kind of, you know, it was weird at first, but you know, it's awesome. We, we stayed busy, but 2022 is going to be even busier, even bigger, even crazier. So keep an eye out. We will be at TPE. Um, as will Alec Bradley, and Bradley himself will be there. Um, so if you are heading to TPE, you can look forward to seeing all of us there. Um, other than that, I think that's it. That's all I got for tonight. Uh, I'm going to wrap up with that, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bradley, stay with us, but we'll see you guys next week. Take care. Bye, everyone. Thank you, guys.